Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur. We talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand. I'm your host, LZ, the mayor. Now let's get to it. All right, Mr. Charles, how are you, sir? I'm well, sir. And you? Thank you. I am fantastic. Um, but before we hop into this, what I know is going to be awesome content, awesome conversation, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Perfect. I see your background there. You listening can't see it, but Charles has this great background uh, that says Get Payroll. Tell us about Get Payroll. What's that all about? Well, Get Payroll, we're a payroll service bureau. We've been in business for 30 years. We provide payroll and payroll-related services to small businesses around the country. Our unique selling proposition is our compliance expertise. MBA, CPA, U.S. Tax Corp practitioner, a member of the Internal Revenue Service Advisory Council, we can solve IRS and state regulatory problems for our clients in a way that our competitors just can't do. They don't have the expertise available for their clients. I just only met you, Charles, but I already can tell that you're very patient because before we hit record, I was I was just sharing with you how much I love doing payroll and you didn't even hang up on me. You you continue to with the with the with the interview. You know, I I didn't hear it quite that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not my favorite thing to do, but it, it's one of the the important parts of business, right? You got your sales, you got marketing, you got operations, and then there's finance and payroll and all the stuff. And if you don't pay your people, they won't show back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you want, you want it to be accurate and on time as well. Yes. I have a feeling I know the answer to the next question, but of, of the four areas of business, what, what, what would you say is your favorite? I'm a CPA. You know, and I run a payroll company. Finances is where I've made my life for the. I've been a CPA for over forty years. So, what got you into finance? I'm always curious to hear um, people's origin stories and and how they got to uh, doing what they do. I'm a very analytical person. I started doing security analysis when I was 14 years old to be able to buy and sell stocks. Numbers were always my game. When I joined the military. They sent me to IBM to learn to be a computer programmer and systems engineer, so very analytical. I went to college, getting a finance accounting degree. Well, I, I was getting a business degree, and it ended up being accounting and finance because I found I just loved accounting, and finance was, was natural to me. I'd done it for many years when I went to school because I didn't go to school until after military service, so it just seemed like a natural and I got into it and got my MBA, went to work as a financial analyst for Texas Instruments and 
have been in the field ever since. Here's how I know that you're patient again, because when, when I took my first accounting class and I sat down and we started talking about debits and credits and the, the instructor, the professor said, okay, here's where you debit your credit account and you credit your debit account. From that moment on, I knew that was not my thing. Well, the old story is that the, the accountant that was retiring had been very successful in the company and there was a new guy coming in. And the old man said, well, the, the key to success will be on the pullout on your desk when you come in the first day. So the kid came in on the first day and was very excited to pull out the secret of success in the company. And he pulled it up and it said, debits to the window, credits to the door. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so finance is your favorite, right? But, but none of the areas of business, right, um, exist in a vacuum. I'm curious to hear um, what's your take on sales and how important because you're a, you're a business owner, right? You've been you guys been around a little bit, thirty so years. You have to do some some sales. Absolutely, sales is critical. I mean, if you don't bring in revenue, you can't pay salaries, you can't pay the rent, you can't pay the light bill. So sales and revenue are are critical, and you have to keep growing, or you you're going to fall into a rut. Sales is critically important. We have a three-man department here, uh, a, a marketing manager, a dedicated salesperson, and a videographer who does our blogs, our, our ads, our, our funny things, uh, our Halloween videos, and so on and so forth. So we spend a lot of money and a lot of time. We have a weekly meeting that we go over everything in marketing and sales, uh, and it's been very successful. And this is one of those hats you have to wear as a business owner. You have to understand and work with marketing people and sales. I'm both a good and a lousy salesman. For a single sit-down meeting, I can sell my company day in and day out. I believe in it. I believe in what we do. I think we're very, very good at what we do, and I care about it. To be a salesman every day of the week, I can't handle it. Uh, I cannot wash off rejection. Uh, I, you know, A good salesman has to be able to wash off rejection in the shower every morning. If he can't do that, he won't succeed. And I will not succeed as a salesman. Now, there are a lot of parallels with um, business, uh, whether because a lot of my listeners are, um, they're high achievers. They're people who are in companies, they're um, entrepreneurial, uh, as well as entrepreneurial. Share a little bit about uh, of your wisdom uh, with respect to the fact that no matter where you are in your in your journey, right, whether you're still inside of a corporation or externally, you got to know how to sell. Absolutely. Always be selling. ABC. You, you have to sell yourself, your product, your position, your thoughts, your needs. You have to sell those to, in our case now, outsiders. But in corporate world, and I spent 15 years in corporate world before I struck out on my own. Uh, you've got to sell your thoughts, your ideas, your needs to, to your boss and your boss's boss and so on to be able to succeed. If you don't, you'll find yourself in the dustbin someplace. Now, what was your your perspective and, uh, and approach when you were in corporate? And um, did you always know you wanted to, to own your own business? And um, for example, when, when I was in corporate, I had the mindset of I was going to use this that experience as training. I was going to look at how the, the organization did sales, what they did good, what they did poorly, how they treated their people, et cetera. So uh, share a little bit of uh, your perspective and how did you leverage your time at corporate to 
um, add to your success as a, as a business owner? Well, I'd grown up in a family business, so owning a business was, was, was kind of always there. But I kind of rebelled. I didn't go into the family business. I figured I'd make it in the corporate world, and I wanted to run a major corporation. Well, after 15 years in the corporate world, I realized I did not have the critical skills for the corporate world. I was unwilling to stab people in the back and toss them off the ladder. So I, I went and became an entrepreneur. But the experience I got in corporate was critical to being a success as an entrepreneur. It taught me a lot of things. I, I think the one guy that taught me the most was the worst boss I ever had. He was terrible. He was a narcissist. Uh, he had an ego bigger than all outdoors. Uh, he'd take us all outside once a year and point out that the name on the building was his name. Actually, it was his father's name. He inherited the business, Yikes. but it was his name. And if we didn't like that, we didn't need to come back inside. Wow. So I learned more things not to do and how not to treat employees from him. And I will forever be thankful for that, though he was a miserable individual. Well, that's the nicest way to say thank you for sucking. <laughs> he, he taught me all the things not to do because he did them all the time. One of the few times I quit and, and I was so happy to do so. So let's talk marketing a little bit. Um, a, a lot of newer stage entrepreneurs get sales and marketing a little bit confused. What What's the difference and what are some things um, or some tips you can give on uh, effective marketing? To me, marketing brings in the leads. Sales closes them. That's to me the difference. So my marketing manager is constantly working with ads and social media and video and getting our books out there and contacting people. Pete is the guy who takes that lead and follows up on it religiously and aggressively forever, puts them in the funnel and they never leave the funnel and, and closes the deals. Now, I learned in the beginning, I thought I could market and I could sell and I could, I could do it myself. And finally here, oh, six, eight years ago, I hired a marketing manager because I was getting so busy. And I realize now I can't market my way out of a paper bag. And we'd be, the company would be a lot bigger and I'd be a lot richer if I'd hired a marketing manager day one, I promise you. It's critical to the company. It's critical to growing the company. And you have to have marketing and sales, but they have to work together. Uh, I've had situations in the past where the marketing manager and the salesman literally hated each other and one of them had to go. So they have to work together. We have, a, as I said, a marketing meeting every Monday afternoon where my operations manager, myself, and the three people from marketing go over everything that's happening and has happened in the last week and make plans and talk about and do whatever planning for the future and ongoing. Then once a year, we have a, a formal uh, marketing plan for the coming year uh, in detail. It, it never holds up. It always changes. <laughs> but we have a starting place that we know what we want to do, things we want to try, places, niches we want to approach, and so on. And we check them out. We try them. And if they work, great. We expand on them. If they don't, we discard them and do something else. How does operations tie into all that? In our situation, if you don't turn out the payroll, the clients disappear immediately. There's no grace period. The payroll's done and done on time or else you lose clients. The customer service that, that operations produces, the product and, and taking care of the clients is critical. It's a competitive marketplace. There's lots of people who'd love to take my customers from me. 
and we take them from our competitors all the time because our level of service is so much higher than most of our competitors. And our clients love that and tend to be very loyal and stick around. But payroll is one of those things, as you know, it's got to be on time and it's got to be right. And if it's not, people get upset. I had a lady call me one time that we'd been talking to, and she said, President's check was wrong for the third time. And he said, change payroll companies today. That kind of thing happens. And we'll we're, do it. Normally, we're the beneficiary of it. We don't normally lose clients uh, because we screw up. I mean, we're not perfect. And when we make a mistake, we fix it, and we fix it at our cost. And we don't argue with our clients about nickels and dimes. If a client thinks the problem's ours, we just take it. We eat it. We, I, I'm not. I'm not going to complain about thirty or forty dollars and piss off a client that's going to be with me for the next seven years. That's insanity. So we bend over backwards for our clients, and I think that's good business. A thousand percent agree. And um, Charles, you you strike me as a really smart, successful fellow. But what is the stupidest thing you've done? Tell me about one. I know if you're like me, there there might be many, but do your best to narrow it down. What was one of the stupidest things that you've done? I've already kind of discussed it. The stupidest thing I ever did was think that I could do it all. Marketing is the biggest one of that. There's others that are involved in that. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, you wear all the hats to start with. Well, some of them you probably shouldn't wear. In your case, you probably shouldn't wear the payroll hat because you hate it. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have worn the marketing hat for a moment. I should have let that one go immediately. One of the things that I did, which was wonderful as I started with my wife and she handled the customer side because I'm way too analytical and my attitude is get over it. <laughs> and, and she could soothe them. And that was a hat I didn't wear. And I've never worn uh, is that kind of thing because I'm not very good at it. So my mistake was thinking I could do things that I couldn't. And that's a typical entrepreneurial mistake. I've learned you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You just need to know how to hire the smartest person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You know, I've, I've found that a lot of times it's a, it's a, it's a moment of maturation, right? When you realize that, you know, this person would be better at this than me. What what was your journey like? That moment you realized that this is probably not the best outcome long-term for, for the company. Well, it took quite a while, <laughs> uh, longer than it should have. And I'd gotten to the point where I was, we'd grown and gotten bigger and I'd been successful at it. And I said, okay, let's hire a marketing person in here to do the marketing. Because we already had a salesperson, but they weren't producing enough leads. And so I said, let's hire a marketing person in here to do lead generation. And within two weeks, they had surpassed anything I had ever done. Two and weeks? And I realized two weeks. It took me two weeks to realize I was an idiot. Okay. <laughs> and so that hat has forever stayed off of my head on somebody else's. Um, I think we're on our third or fourth person over the, you know, eight, 10 years. If they say they're leaving the last one left to... Uh, he was a younger man and he, he got a scholarship for a coding course. That's what he wanted to do. Uh, we were on D indeed that day looking for somebody, no hesitation. This is not anything I'm ever going to do again because I suck at it. 
There's a lesson in that, really. You know, having the self-awareness to know what you're good at and what you're not good at is um, a, a key to success in my book. Absolutely. I just really wish I had analyzed that portion of me much earlier on. But I'm a high achiever. I've always been successful at basically anything I turn my hand to. So I think I can do everything. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Charles, this has been fantastic. Um, if people want to learn more about your, your, your company um, or to reach out to just say hello, how can they do that? Obviously, Get Payroll is our company. My email is cjr at getpayroll. Uh, we're on the web. And if they'd like a copy of my new book, The Payroll Book, A Guide for Small Businesses and Startups, I'm willing to offer all of your clients, all of your listeners, a free book. If they will go to thepayrollbook.com, that's the website, thepayrollbook.com, and enter the discount code E now exclamation. E now exclamation point. So E N O W exclamation point. We will happily send them a free book for their use. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, I know I like free stuff, so I'm sure my listeners will um, enjoy the book as well. If nothing else, it's a great cure for insomnia. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not going to comment on that because, you know, some people like payroll. Some people that might be on this podcast interview. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for your time, Charles. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, no excuses, just execution. Go get it. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.